0: Welcome back to another episode of Extra Credit, a weekly podcast from the National Association of Credit Management, where you can expect to hear from different credit professionals each Friday. We'll help you stay informed about the latest in the B2B credit world. My name is Anna Caroline Caruso, NACM's editor in chief. Now let's dive into this week's top stories. Subchapter five small business bankruptcies are up 43% year over year in August, the 13th consecutive month of increase. Subchapter 5, which took effect in February 2020, is for small business debtors whose total debts do not exceed $7.5 million. Andrew Bellman is a partner at Lowenstein Sandler LLP. He says this upward trend is likely to continue through the rest of the year and beyond.
1: I mean, I think the biggest factor that we've seen driving sub-5 filings is these were companies that likely could not have afforded to avail themselves of an ordinary chapter 11 process before sub-5 existed. And these were companies that pre-Sub-Five you would have seen do an ABC, uh, perhaps you know end up defaulting on a loan and going into receivership, or perhaps just shut their doors and disappear. And Sub-Five has provided a path for those companies to potentially reorganize. Other things that are that are driving it, obviously, macroeconomic factors, when you're seeing the you know, labor costs go through the roof, that's hitting small businesses harder than probably anyone.
0: Bruce Nathan is a partner at Lowenstein-Sandler LLP. He says Subchapter 5 was designed to streamline the bankruptcy process and make it more cost effective for small businesses.
2: Sub 5 became effective, I believe, February 19, 2020, very coincidentally, right before the pandemic and the shutdown of the economy, and everybody staying home. And it was an opportune time for Sub 5 to take effect. And Sub 5 was adopted by Congress. And um, the American Bankruptcy Institute was a major impetus for its passage because it draws from the report that the American Bankruptcy Institute uh, generated in its study of uh, chapter 11, small business chapter Elevens before sub five were not working. Uh, A lot of folks just weren't filing under them. uh, That was small businesses. Uh, They were resorting to non-bankruptcy alternatives like state court receiverships, assignments for the benefit of creditors, UCC Article 9 sales, uh, just plain going out of business uh, because bankruptcy was too expensive, too slow. The, The prior version of the small business provision was just too expensive, too slow. Uh, very not not accommodating to small business owners who had a real risk that they would lose an interest in their business if they filed uh, the small business chapter 11 before. And Sub-5 was an effort to get around those problems.
0: Michael Papandrea is also a partner at Lowenstein Sandler LLP. He says some of the major differences between a traditional Chapter 11 and a Subchapter 5 bankruptcy are that in a Subchapter 5, there's no absolute priority rule, the timeline is statutorily expedited, and there's no official committee of unsecured creditors appointed.
3: It's a matter of perspective as to whether, you know, a given uh, distinction in Subchapter 5 versus Chapter 11 is a pro or a con. There's no creditor's committee involved in a, in a Subchapter 5 case, which um, those familiar with traditional Chapter 11 would know. A creditor's committee is a, a group of three to seven or nine or so of the debtor's largest unsecured creditors who essentially serve as a fiduciary on behalf of all unse- unsecured creditors, and their professional fees and costs are paid out of the debtor's pocket that's not a thing in subchapter 5 well there's no absolute priority rule so the owner can retain equity even if uh, not all classes of claims are paid in addition administrative claims that arise that um, in connection with the bankruptcy case do not need to pay be paid in full on the effective date of a plan they can be kicked out over over a period of time under a subchapter 5 plan they to some degree, can be viewed as pros for creditors to the extent that creditors want or are going to quickly see a plan confirmed and partner to do business with going forward and perhaps even distributions on their claims pretty quickly. But in many ways, those pros for debtors can be cons for creditors.
0: You can check out the full story in eNews. To learn more about Subchapter 5, be sure to register for NACM's upcoming webinar on approaching four years of Subchapter 5, a small business bankruptcy retrospective on September 12th. The American Bankruptcy Institute recently launched its Subchapter 5 task force. According to the task force's mission statement, the task force is studying how Subchapter 5 is working, whether it is achieving its purposes, and what changes are needed. The task force is seeking input from trade creditors on how Subchapter 5 is working. NACM is partnering with the task force to schedule a roundtable of trade creditors to discuss their experiences with Subchapter 5 with task force members. If you're interested in participating, please email me at AnnaCarolineC at NACM.org. That's all for this week's episode of Extra Credit. We'll be back next Friday, but until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn.